Hello, and welcome back to the Women's Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Liam Greco, or LDG, and today our podcast's topic is how having female athletes as role models is important for all genders. Today, we have two special guests on the podcast. First, we have Julia, who is a star goalkeeper who plays for both boys and girl club, girls female clubs. She can play goal or up top, and we're really pleased to have her on the podcast. Thanks for coming, Julia. Thank you so much for having me. Great to be here. No problem. It's so great to have you guys both on the podcast. Additionally, we have Ben, who is our first ever guest in the of the podcast, as he featured in our first FIFA episode, where we talked about mock Angel City FIFA ratings. It's a pleasure to have you back on the podcast, Ben. Yeah, it's great to be back. Thank you for letting me come here. Yeah. So, as I mentioned earlier, this episode is all about how having female athletes as role models is important for all genders. But before we get into the episode, we have a special message. Thank you all for listening to this podcast episode. I would really appreciate it if you could drop a five-star review down below. And remember, we are having a Q&A episode next week, so if you would like to be featured, remember to drop a women's soccer related question down below also please remember to follow us on apple podcast and on our new instagram which is which are both the women's soccer podcast thanks for listening in and let's get back into the episode an example of an organization at least in women's soccer that was founded under the premises of this was when natalie portman founded angel city fc She founded the first majority-owned women's team in the NWSL, which is a monumental movement for the league. She spoke to this with Glennon Doyle and Abby Wambach and We Can Do Hard Things. This is what she had to say about her son influencing her to start the team. My son, who is 11 now, was an incredible influence and inspiration in wanting to create this. He got so into the Women's World Cup. After U.S. women win the Women's World Cup, and I mean it with waking up in the middle of the night, all out, and I had to confront my own bias. Because the first time I saw him put on a women's game, I worried that he was going to realize it's women and then turn it off. He was like amazing, best players in the world. Of course, it totally didn't matter at all to him. He loves soccer. He wants to see the best players in the world. If it is a bad game, you'll turn it off, no matter if it's a men's or a women's game. If it is a good game, he will watch it in the most heartful and participatory way. As a fellow male that appreciates and watches women's football, I wanted to share my story about how I fell in love with women's soccer. As you may or may not know, if you had listened to the women's, Why Women's Soccer episode, this is a quote from that episode. It was one of the parts, but I wanted to repeat it again so that more people could listen to why I got into the game. Ever since I was younger, I had an interest in the game of soccer. In 2017, I learned that my family friend was doing the voiceover of the NWSL Championship's introduction on Lifetime. After hearing about this, I was excited to see the championship, but mainly to hear her introduction. But once that ball was kicked off, I was in awe of the talent being displayed in front of my eyes. Disappointingly, like many others, I lost track of the league for the next few years. 
only watching big matches such as the championship. But after seeing the U.S. women's national team's invincible run at the 2019 Women's World Cup and following the 2020 Challenge Cup early during COVID, I knew that these players were way too talented to be ignored and pushed to the side by male sports instead of sharing the spotlight with them. Over the last few years, I have become a women's soccer superfan following from following leagues and players across the globe. As a New York City kid, I adopted Gotham as my team and I have attended a number of games these past few years. But as with many things, the more you peel the onion, the more you see and learn. I have learned a lot about equal pay issues for women's soccer. So, when I found out that the minimum salary in, in the NWSL in 2021 was under the poverty line, I decided to do something about it. I started sending emails to family and friends to spread awareness, but 35 people can't lift a cause on their own. So this year, I made my first bold mood Bold, bold move by proposing an awareness and fundraising campaign for hashtag no more side hustles, the NWSL Players Association campaign at my former school, Browning. I was thrilled when the school agreed to support this important effort in March for Women's History Month. Along with my peers and student council, we drafted flyers to promote our project, spoke at student events and assemblies, wrote an article for the middle school newspaper, staffed tables in the school lobby, and I even recorded a video that was shared school-wide. To date, the school effort raised more than a thousand dollars and I raised nearly another three hundred dollars for family and friends it has already been donated to the NWSL Players Association and who knows how many more people started to think about the the need to advocate for fair equal pay that was my story so that's how I fell in love with women's soccer now we're gonna hear from Julia who obviously is our second one of our guests on the podcast and how the NWSL and the U.S. Women's National Team inspires her. I've always been into soccer. It wasn't until I saw the U.S. Women's National Team win the 2019 Women's World Cup that I really paid attention to women's soccer. I was like, whoa, people do that for a living. That's so cool. That was my first outlook at the National Team. Liam was the one that got me into NWSL. I went to my first uh, women's soccer game last year. It was Gotham FC versus OL Reign. I was amazed. It was so cool to see women play. It was inspiring. Gotham has since become my favorite team. Megan Rapino is my favorite soccer player. She's amazing on and off the field. She's made U.S. Women's National Team history as an amazing player, but she was also such a big part of the equal pay movement. Women's soccer is awesome, and as a young girl, I see inspiration and proof that hard work does pay off. Thank you, Julia. That is an amazing segment, and it proves 100% true. Megan Rapino is an idol and a superstar in, for all men's and women's soccer fans. Now, let's move on to Ben, who will talk about how the wom- women's Euros th- that have occurred this summer in England. This summer, the Euros have really inspired me. I have been amazed with the play and thought that some of the games were even better than the men's. I thought that Germany's passing in the semifinal against France was some of the best I've ever seen. I have been amazed by Wendy Menard's aerial presence, as she has more aerial attempts than 10 other teams combined. Alexandra Pop and Beth Mead are having a great Euro, both scoring six goals in five games. It inspires me that they they are such lethal finishers in how they have hit the back of the net more than once a game, each on average. For those people that say women's football have no depth, the Euros this summer has a lot to prove that are wrong. Spain lost superstars 
Alexi Patelas and Jenny Hermoso to injury, and they still got out of a group of death. France lost star striker Marie Antoinette Cototo to injury as well, and still made the semifinals. Teams like Sweden, Germany, and Netherlands have lost key players to COVID, and still excelled on the field. Overall, this has been a great tournament, and I'm so excited to watch the final Thank you, Ben, for that lovely statement. I have a quest that I would like to you to do today. Do some research on a female sports team near you and find more out more about them. For example, if you are a New York City-based soccer fan that loved NYCFC, Maybe check out Gotham FC and support them by attending a game, buying merch directly from the team, etc. Let them feel supported, as they likely don't have as big of a following as the other men's teams in their city. If you already go to games, maybe educate others about women's sports that don't know too much about it. You can do it in your own creative way. Just get the word out there about women's sports. The more popularity of women's sports, the more everyone benefits. This episode is an example of three unique stories of women soccer fans interacting with each other. Maybe you can interact with your friends about women's sports and then you may do with men's. Thank you, Julia and Ben, for joining this podcast. I hope that you had a good time at the Women's Soccer Podcast. Thank you so much for having us. Spreading the word is so important, and I am very glad to be up with it. No problem. It's so inspirational having a a superstar young goalkeeper like you on the podcast, Julia. Okay, now that we've listened to that episode, thank you, listeners, for listening in. And peace out from your host, LDG.